This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. But it is a bit of work to get that credit score back up. So it is up to you how you want to do that. If you want to just save up a bunch of cash and buy that rental property, that's cool. Or you could play this game that we need to play in order to keep our credit scores up. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we are going to do three things. First, we're going to answer a question from the Marriage, Kids, and Money community about how to raise your credit score without debt. Second, we are back with our FinTech Spotlight segment. This month, we're going to be featuring Goal Setter. This is an app that engages kids from all backgrounds in understanding how to build wealth. The founder and the CEO, Tanya Van Court, she's going to join me to review the app and then discuss the financial lessons we can teach our kids during this crazy global financial crisis we're going through. And last but not least, my daughter Zoe's going to join me to read our review of the month, and we're going to have a quick chat. (laughs) You guys have had some good feedback about her. You think she's pretty funny, and I think it's gotten to her head a little bit. So I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but I'm going to invite her on. We're going to read the review, and she's probably going to be really goofy. So, all right, (laughs) let's jump into today's show. I received a voicemail from Kristen McCamey, who is actually a previous guest of this podcast, and here it is. Hey, this is Kristen from Metro Detroit, and I just wanted to share a quick story so hopefully others can learn from a mistake that I made. So over the past 10 years, I've become completely debt-free following the Dave Ramsey plan, paid off my house, our other rental properties, my student loans, all credit cards. So I thought I was doing really great, and my credit score was 850. But the problem was I wasn't keeping track of my credit report. And within the last three months, many of my old credit cards that I hadn't used in a while, like Macy's, other shopping stores, an old bank card that I had for 10 years, all dropped off my credit report. So in the last three months, I went from 850 credit score to 620. This is obviously extremely frustrating since I thought I was doing everything right but I guess I wasn't playing the credit game correctly. So now I'm looking into purchasing a new rental property and this is really hindering my progress with that. So I guess I just wanted to reach out and let people know that if they intend on needing credit in the future and they're focused on becoming debt-free at the same time, it's definitely worth keeping an eye on your credit report. And I'm also wondering, Andy, if you have any further advice. Thank you. Kristen, thank you so much for leaving that voicemail and it's great to hear from you. And I'm appreciating that you shared your lessons learned after going full on Dave Ramsey. (laughs) Again, you guys, we had Kristen on the show earlier this year. If you had not heard that episode, you got to check it out. Her story is incredible and super, super inspiring. So Kristen, as someone who has plunged headfirst into the world of debt-free Dave Ramseyville, I know exactly how you are feeling. The truth is our situations are so personal that saying there is only one way to do something can be really tough. Yes, it's awesome to be completely debt-free, 
But what if you want to get a loan in the future for something like a rental property like you? Then, you know, having a credit score is uh, necessary. And that's the position you are finding yourself in today. Now, I did a very, very similar thing. We went credit card free for five years. I was hooked on the Total Money Makeover and the Dave Ramsey Show. The whole program really helped our family do some incredible things. But after some time, I realized there were some elements of Dave's advice that didn't quite fit well for our family. And one of them was with credit cards. So after five years of going credit card free, we realized that our spending didn't really change much at all. And when we looked back to our credit card activity before Dave, (laughs) we realized, well, actually, I realized because Nicole had known all along that we didn't have a credit card spending problem to begin with. So we went back to credit cards We started earning points. We started earning miles and rewards. And alas, we didn't fall into a pit of spending despair. We're alive and we're well. And we got a bunch of free vacations out of it. (laughs) Lately, we found a balance of just having one credit card each. And we're happy. And we get some cash back with those or some points. And our credit scores are in the 700s. And if we want to get back in the rental game like you are, then we have that option. But enough about my situation. Let's talk about yours. I know you love being debt-free because we've talked about this. You love being mortgage-free and all that comes with it. So how can you remain completely debt-free and maintain an excellent credit score? Well, I've got some ideas. So here's what I would suggest that you Number one, sign up for a credit card. I know it's going to feel crazy to do because you've gone through this process of becoming completely debt-free, but this is what I would suggest. Now, with a credit score in the 600s, you may need to shop around for credit cards that fit that range. Even though you are incredibly financially well-off, you may get rejected from some cards that require an excellent credit score. It sounds dumb, Kristen, because it is. It's dumb. You're completely financially well off, but you may get rejected for some credit cards. It's just, it is dumb. (laughs) But we have to remember that this is essentially a borrowing score. How good are we at borrowing? And that's what this credit score is. So if we want to borrow more, then we need to play the little game. We need to play their little game. Now, I'm a big fan of the Capital One Quicksilver credit card. I've had it for about three years now. I think it was the one I got after we stopped going full on Dave Ramsey credit card. (laughs) Or no credit card, for that matter. And from my research, it looks like you may be eligible if your credit score is in that 600 range for that Quicksilver card. You can use my referral link at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Quicksilver, and they'll give me a little small commission for referring you. So I would appreciate that if you did it. Besides the commission, which is nice. I like that Capital One's interface is super user-friendly and I get 1% cash back on all my purchases and it's got no annual fee. And again, I've had it for a few years. I like it. And if you don't want that one, no big deal. There are tons of other credit cards you can get with your current credit score range. Number two, put a small recurring charge on that card. This is a little ninja trick that I learned from my friend Whitney Hansen. 
She's got a great podcast, everybody. Money Nerds Podcast. Awesome. Check that out if you haven't heard it. But Whitney told me, I think I chatted with her maybe three years ago about this. If you want to do this little ninja trick, all you got to do is put a recurring charge on your credit card. Think of like a Netflix or a Spotify, anything that's like whatever, 10 to $30 per month. It could be your gym membership. Who knows how much that costs. But anyway, take that monthly recurring charge, whatever it is, and pay for it with your new credit card. And we'll get into the details of why in the next couple of steps. Number three, set up auto payment on that card. By setting up an auto payment, you're ensuring that you're never going to forget to pay this card each month. And when you make consistent, regular, and on-time payments, you'll develop a good payment history on your credit reports once again. Now, your payment history makes up 35% of your credit score. So it's the most important element of your credit score. And it makes sense, right? Pay your bills on time, and that would make you feel as a creditor like, hey, this person's going to pay me back. So hence the higher score. Number four, keep your credit utilization low. All right, what does that mean? Credit utilization, essentially how much credit you're using, right? Another big factor in your credit score is this credit utilization, which makes up 30% of your credit score. That's how much of your available credit that you're actually using. So for example, if you have a $10,000 limit on your new credit card that you get, Kristen, and you're using $9,000 of it each month, that's a high utilization, then you'll probably get dinged for that. Try to keep your utilization below 30%. So again, if you have a $10,000 limit, then keep your spending to less than $3,000. If this is an issue, that amount, 3,000 bucks, because you want to spend more, ask for a limit increase after you've had the card for a while. And that can be done after you've you know, shown that you are in good standing with the card and you pay it every month. So just in those two things that we just talked about, making timely and consistent payments and then keeping your utilization low, that's 65% of your credit score. Just those two things, paying your bills on time and then not using all of the credit that you have available to you. So keep that in mind. All right, number five, understand the other factors of your credit score. All right, there are three other factors that make up your score and they are as follows. Credit age. That is 15%. So this takes into account how long you've been borrowing and the average age of your loans. So this maybe is part of the issue right now for you, Kristen, because if you don't have a lot of credit history on your account right now, that might be digging you a little bit. But again, this is only 15%. So don't worry about that too much. And the next one is new credit, and that accounts for 10%. So they want to make sure that you're not taking out a bunch of new credit in a short period of time. And if you are, this can affect your score. And the last one is credit mix. This is 10% of your score. This factors in the different type of credit that you have. So for you, Kristen, if you get a mortgage, your credit score will increase over time as well because you've got a little bit of variety there. So between those three that I just mentioned, credit age, new credit, and credit mix, that is 35%. So the original 65% plus that 35% gets you the 100%. So payment history is 35%. Utilization is 30%. Credit age is 15%, new credit 10%, and credit mix 10% to give you a total of 100%. So it's not just one thing. 
it's a lot of things. All right, number six, track your score and report. Sign up for a free service like Credit Sesame or Credit Karma, and that'll help you to track your score progress. They'll help you with credit monitoring as well, which is also helpful in this digital day and age. Just last week, according to the LA Times, the FTC cracked down on a debt collector that planted about $100 million worth of fake debt in people's credit files. Yeah, that's like the scum of the earth. (laughs) So we need to be hyper vigilant to make sure what is actually on our report is real. You can get a free credit report each year through annualcreditreport.com as well. And that is free. So you can use that annualcreditreport.com. And actually, given the amount of trouble that's been going on this year, all three credit bureaus are offering free weekly credit reports through April of 2021. So stay on it and make sure your information is safe and accurate. All right, number seven, wait for your score to increase. According to CNBC, your score increase. Kristen, could probably take around three months. And that is if you don't have any late payments, defaults, or bankruptcies on your record, which, based on our conversations, that's probably not the case. So maybe, just maybe, you will be in a better spot come springtime. And if you're looking for houses around there, that might be a good time to shop anyway. (laughs) Over time, your credit age, which makes up, again, 15% of your score, it's going to improve, and you'll build that score back up into the 700s or even 800s. Or, honestly, Kristen, we could think about this. If you want to keep rocking that Dave Ramsey-type party, you could skip all seven of these steps that I just mentioned, and you could just save up a boatload of money and buy your next rental in cash. Personally, I'd like to have the option. So I'm going to continue to make sure my credit score is somewhere in the 700s if I can by doing some of these tricks we just talked about. But it is a bit of work to get that credit score back up. So it is up to you how you want to do that. If you want to just save up a bunch of cash and buy that rental property, that's cool. Or you could play this game that we need to play in order to keep our credit scores up. I hope this has been helpful, my friend Kristen. And thank you so much for sending in that voicemail once again. Whatever happens, Kristen, just know that you're doing an incredible job. You are really doing an incredible job. And this whole credit score thing, I know you and I were laughing about it a little bit. makes you feel like you're 18 years old all over again. But you got to do it, right? Do you have a question like Kristen, everybody? I would love to hear from you and help you on your financial freedom journey and beyond. So please leave me a voicemail at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail, or you can shoot me a note on social media. I'm at Andy Hill MKM on all major social. So that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, things like that. I prefer the Instagram and the Twitter. Facebook's getting a little weird lately, but hey, still going on Facebook. (laughs) So anyway, hit me up, ask me a question. I would love to feature it on the show or just have a conversation with you and help you out. Thanks. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsor. 
Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Let's jump back into the show. For our FinTech Spotlight segment this month, we are featuring Goal Setter, a saving and financial literacy app for kids. I've invited the founder and CEO of Goal Setter, Tanya Van Court, back on the show to tell us more about this tool and how it engages kids from all backgrounds in understanding how to build wealth. We're also going to discuss the financial lessons we can teach our kids during this recession. Welcome back to the show, Tanya. Thank you, Andy. I'm always happy to be here with you. You and I were joking before we got back on. I can't believe it's been three years since you've been here. It's as nuts. <laughs> it is crazy. But you know what? We've done so much in that three-year period. You have to. You actually have to introduce us now as the saving financial literacy and smart spending Ooh, platform for kids. I like it. Well, we've got a lot to update then. I like that. That's cool. Let's start off by teaching everybody a little bit about the lessons we can teach our kids during this recession. So what are some of those financial lessons? Oh my gosh. You know, I actually think that there are so many silver linings with this pandemic. And one of them, I do believe, is about our relationship with our kids and our relationship with our kids around money in particular. So, 
you know, we have all seen that we're all a little bit more nervous about money than we were six months ago. Our kids were used to living in a world where, you know, they were like, hey, can I get the latest Xbox? And sometimes it just miraculously appeared on their doorstep, even if it wasn't a big Christmas holiday. And now I think it's a perfect opportunity to teach kids that money's a little tighter. And even if money's not a little tighter, we all have to watch our money because we never know what's around the corner, a la a pandemic. And so if we can teach our kids now that we have to make decisions about our money, we have to be thoughtful about what we want. We have to eschew some smaller things, give those up in favor of saving for larger things. It's a perfect time to have those conversations. Kids didn't realize that a pandemic could happen six months ago, but many of them also didn't realize that they could be asked to save for something they wanted instead of just splurging for everything. And this is a great time to teach them that. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, you think about the folks that grew up during the Great Recession, or I'm sorry, the Great Depression, and how that impacted their lives as savers or as people who wanted to make sure that they were always in a good fashion. Do you think we're setting ourselves up here for another round of that with the kids that are growing up today? Oh my gosh, I absolutely do. Think about what these kids have lived through, right? I mean, so many of the college students have lived through a great recession and now a pandemic and and the younger kids have lived through a great, a recession in the midst of a pandemic. So we are setting them up for that. I think it's important to set them up with a healthy understanding of money so that, you know, they don't feel like they can never spend on anything. And, you know, one of the great opportunities to do so, the, the second big lesson I've experienced in my own home during the pandemic is these kids are more willing than ever to work for things. And we need their work more than ever because there's so much to do around the house with full families occupying the house all day, every day. And so now is an important time to set up an allowance, let the kids earn extra money when they are hustling and when they are doing extra work. And that teaches them both the value of hard work and it teaches them that entrepreneurial spirit of, wow, I can make more money when I put in more work and you know, you eat what you kill. So I think that's a second big important lesson. And when they learn that lesson, you know, hand in hand with, with that will come, wow, I earned $20 this week. I can afford to spend $10 of it on something I really want. But that other $10, I should absolutely save. And that's the healthy balance so that, you know, they don't end up becoming a hoarder where they keep everything in their house because they lived through the Great Depression and they don't want to give up anything. We've seen, you know, that psychology, which is is equally damaging, but they also are not the uber spender that so many of our kids were before this time happened. Yeah, I think that's great. And and when they have that money, when they've earned it, when they've saved it, how can we as parents, I guess, let ourselves allow them to make mistakes with that money? Because those seem to be the learning lessons. And how do we do that as parents? So, okay, you can't have the screwdriver now, buddy. You got it. <laughs> you have to you have to give them guidance. I mean, in that way, right? I mean, so you know, look, that $20 is not $20,000 and it's not $200,000. That $20 is the cheapest mistake they are ever, ever going to make. And so I think it's really fantastic and important that we give them the flexibility 
to make that $20 mistake because that $20 mistake is really going to prevent them from making the $200 mistake and the $2,000 mistake. It's actually a gift, Andy. Absolutely. I mean, that's a really good point. In the future, I'm thinking of the financial mistakes that I made in my 20s or my 30s. Lessons early on, I would then maybe remember, like buying a house too early and not putting enough down. That's like the first one that pops into my head. Big mistake that I made in my 20s. And if I could think about that similar, but a much smaller increment of a mistake that would maybe help me from making those big mistakes in the future. On your site, you talk a little bit about the positive momentum in our country this year, and there was a movement and during the Juneteenth movement about getting a million black kids saving. And I know that's important to you. Can you tell us why that is important to you? Yeah, Andy, we actually launched that movement. And we launched that movement because, you know, we are in a country right now of haves and have-nots. And this country of haves and have-nots is not getting better. In fact, it's getting worse. When you look at the year 2053, African-Americans are projected to have a negative net worth by 2053 and Latinos are projected to have a negative net worth by 2073. For all of us who believe that Black Lives Matter, for all of us who believe that equality matters in our country, for all of us who believe that every one of our kids deserves the same thing, they all deserve a chance at the American dream, then you know, it's important that that 2053 year where we're, we have a whole contingent of our community walking towards a negative net worth, it's important to all of us that that doesn't ever occur. And so, you know, for me, the way that we can reverse that curse of 2053 is we can get every kid in America saving, every kid from the Bronx and Brooklyn to the hills of Berkeley to, you know, Boise, Idaho. We believe that if we can get every kid in America saving, then we can all as a country reap the positive benefits of that. Kids who have savings accounts are six times more likely to go to college. They're four times more likely to own stocks by the time they're young adults. And so if we can get every kid in America to open a savings account today with Goal Setter, of course, then those kids by 2053 don't have to be walking towards economic extinction. Instead, they can be headed towards financial freedom. And so that's what we're aiming towards. And we believe that we can do it in in conjunction with good people like you and all the people who are listening to you. I love that. Well, I think there's a lot of people listening to this show that want to see equality and prosperity for all, as well as getting kids to save, because we're all about that on this show. So let's talk about how Goal Setter can help with getting kids of all backgrounds to save, as you described. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny. There are so many parents who wake up when their kids are 10 or 11 and say, you know what? My kid keeps asking me for money. I really need to get them a debit card. And so that becomes that first moment in a parent's life where they say, I have an urgent and imminent need to do something for my kids. You know, whether it's when they're 10 or 11 or when they're 13, I have an urgent and imminent need to to give them this financial instrument. It's the first time that they have this need for a, a formal financial instrument. But you know what we say at Goal Setter is we're more than a debit card because we don't think that giving your kid a debit card is good enough. We don't think that it's serving them in the way that you really want to serve them as a parent. What you want as a parent is you want them to learn responsible spending, of course, but you also want them to learn how to be goal oriented. You want them to learn how to save towards the things that matter to them. You want them to not get caught up in consumerism so that when they have a birthday or a holiday, instead of getting 10 gifts, 
They can get 10 gold cards that are actually real money that are being that's being contributed to their real dreams, whatever those dreams and goals are. And finally, you want them to have financial literacy and financial education. And so those are all the things that we offer at Goal Setter. We offer a complete package of financial instruments that literally drop into the middle of your home and make money as a family an easy thing for you to do. We automate allowance. We automate gift giving. We automate you know, our debit cards actually have our financial literacy quizzes attached to them. And our financial literacy quizzes are super fun. They're rooted in memes and gifs from social media influencers and pop stars. So kids love taking them. But our debit card has a rule called learn before you burn. And so if you turn on that rule as a parent, on Sunday morning, your kid's debit card will automatically freeze if they haven't taken their financial literacy quiz for the week yet. Oh my God, I love that. That's incredible. So not only are we giving them the tools to learn how to spend, but we're equipping them with the education to do it intelligently. I got to tell you, Andy, there's a, a, a little girl in Brooklyn. She's 12 years old and she was being interviewed by ABC News about Goal Setter. And they asked her, what do you love best about Goal Setter? And she said she didn't even talk about money. She didn't. She had like hundreds of dollars saved on her account. And she said, the thing that I love best is that Goal Setter teaches me the things about money that I never knew I should know. I thought money was all about saving some and spending some, but now I know it's about frugality and compound interest and the rule of 72. Wow. How old is she? 12. Oh my gosh. And she had learned all of that by taking our fun financial literacy quizzes. And so we are literally turning kids into fluent, financially fluent people, which is amazing. Wow. These are future millionaires. I I see it happening. That's incredible. (laughs) She would probably tell you billionaire with a B. There we go. I love it. I love it. That's what we need. That's great. I love it. Very cool. So tell me about the allowance system. You said that it's associated with it, but how does it work? So do I tie my chores into it? How does that work? So Andy, I don't know if you knew this about me. I don't know. We, we talked about this in 2017, but I used to lead Nickelodeon's digital businesses for preschool and parenting. So nickjr.com and noggin.com. And in that capacity, I talked to a lot of kids and I talked to a lot of parents. And one of the things that parents told us, you know, as we were launching Goal Setter and launching our allowance feature in particular is there were three different ways that parents wanted to do allowance based on their own philosophy in their house. So, you know, one set of parents said, we just believe that kids need money. They need to learn how to manage their own money. And I don't need that to be associated with chores. I just, they should have money so they learn how to manage it. And so we've set up one allowance rule called set it and forget it. And so you're 10 years old, you get $10, no questions asked. There's a second set of parents that said, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Kids need money, but they need money after they do some work for that money. (laughs) And so they have to do their set of chores every week before I will pay them a dime. And so we have a second allowance rule that's called you're on payroll, which means you're 10 years old and you get that $10, but only after you've completed your five chores. And then we have a set of parents that says, I'm not going to give them money for a set of chores every week. They've got to show me that they really understand how to hustle. 
And so we have a third rule for those parents, and it's called entrepreneur in the making, where they can there are they can set up a list of 10 chores or however many they want. They can assign a value to each of those chores, and their kid earns whatever they earn. They eat what they kill. So if they do two chores, they get paid for two. If they do eight chores, they get paid for eight. And so those are our different allowance rules, and parents can actually set them up in combination with each other. So they can say, I'm going to set up your payroll, which means you get $5 if you do these five chores. But then I'll also add the entrepreneur in the making rule, which says if you do more than those five chores, you earn more money. So it's great because it really allows parents to customize this according to their family's needs. I think that's great. and I like that flexibility. It's sort of saying, hey, every family is different. They do things in their own way, not saying, hey, this is the way you have to do it. I think that's fantastic. You mentioned that little girl who was 12 that was coming up with these epiphanies and learning these great opportunities. What is the age range for your tool for goal set? Or what do you think the key age range is? Oh my gosh. Andy, I love that you asked that question because I want you to recognize I have a 15-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a four-year-old. You could not possibly think that I'm going to develop an app that leaves out any one of those kids. (laughs) (laughs) Not only because I want them all to be financially smart, but because as a mom, I don't want to have one of my kids on a teen debit card app and another of my, you know, my younger kid on the savings app. And so at Goal Setter, we have literally made sure that we have a tool that works for cradle to graduation. And so, you know, we have newborn babies who are on the app because their parent says it's a great way for me to set up their first savings account. It's FDIC insured. And the rest of the family can give money to that savings account by sending goal cards. And you know that baby can have them all throughout their lives as they grow. Five-year-olds can get allowance. They can start taking our financial literacy quizzes. They can also get gifts from family members. 10-year-olds, maybe you're ready for that first debit card. So they can do all of the other things and get their first debit card and have their quizzes attached to their debit card. And we've done focus groups with 16-year-olds who say, oh my gosh, Miss Tanya, Goal Setter is so slick and cool. We love it. It's way better than our fill-in-the-bank platform, right? And so, hey, that was a joke, Andy, fill in the bank. As I like it. Bank. Oh my gosh, I just got that. Uh, <laughs> but they've been really excited about it. So we've really tested the platform at every age and it's it's really resonated. That's great. I love that it spans from cradle to graduation. That's fantastic. And then, and then the cost, what does this cost somebody who's interested? So, you know, Andy, when I say that we really want to be for every family in America, I mean it. And that's why we don't have a set cost on a monthly basis. We actually have a pay what you think is fair model. And so we really hope that parents who can afford to pay, you know, just getting your teen a debit card in this market today is $5 a month. We hope that they'll pay us $3 a month or $4 a month if you can afford to pay because that lets us expand and extend goals that are everywhere into families who can't necessarily afford to pay. I like that model. And as you said, it expands the opportunity for a lot of people. So where's the best place for people to learn more about Goal Setter and give it a shot? Well, you can definitely go to Goal Setter, G-O-A-L-S-E-T-T-E-R.co, not .com, .co. And you can also download Goal Setter on the Apple Store, on the Google Play Store. So feel free to go there and download directly and 
set up goal setter for your family. And, you know, it works on an iPad or a, a tablet device. It works on a phone. So, you know, it really is a great experience for every age in the family. Excellent. Tanya, I am all about helping kids save and I know you are too. Thank you so much for this conversation and best of luck in growing Goal Setter and everybody, yeah, go to goalsetter.co, not com.co to check it out today. Thanks so much, Tanya. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for having me here. Making financial literacy fun for our kids and with a beautiful mission attached to it. Between that chat and our chat about credit scores and how we can get those going, we're all set for a month of family financial empowerment. As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do one quick thing, just one quick thing to support this show. Please leave me a review in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Those reviews help more people to find this show. So to encourage you to leave a review for the show, each month we do a book giveaway. So we received three reviews since last month's book giveaway offer. And as a reminder, this quarter we're going to be giving away three different book options from past podcasts podcast guests. And those books are as follows. Jed Collins with Your Money Vehicle, Dylan Redling and Allison Tom with Start Your Fire, and then Carol Pittner and Doug Nordman with Raising Your Money Savvy Family for Next Generation Financial Independence. Those are all great books, great guests. And to help me pick the winner this week, I've got my assistant. Markers Hill. Markers Zoe Hill. No. <laughs> Markers Hill. Just Markers Hill? You've changed your name now. Mm-hmm. You're committed to these markers. There's a mark on the floor. Wow. You really do like markers. Why is that? Yeah. When I'm bored at school, I draw my hand with you markers. You do? You, you've been doing that lately. I walk I walk into the kitchen, and she she's still listening to her teacher, but she has been writing all over her hand. The hand is now blue. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, I don't know. I'm just kind of a little bit bored. <laughs> Her real name is Zoe Hill, but we can call her Markers Hill no. for today. No? You're Markers Hill going yes, forward? forever. Forever. Okay. Well, Markers, I have a question for you. Yes. What does it feel like to be the owner of two new baby kittens in your house? You mean marker kittens. Oh, they're marker kittens. Well, what do you think of these little marker kittens? I love to draw with them. <laughs> you love to draw with them? Yes. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about having kittens? Snuckle and sleep, and I fall and they run away and they fight with each other. Yeah, they're just really entertaining. When I draw, they mess with the marker. They do. They slap your marker all around the floor. And then they bite the top of the pencil. Oh, well, it's good to have some little friends at the house, especially in quarantine, because man, our our markers is is really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. The. Corona marker that's going on. The Corona marker. Yeah. It's all markers now. So what are you really excited about for the holidays as we get closer to... Ah, new markers. (laughs) It's all markers. Okay. All right. Every present I open, there has to be something for markers. All right. Well, I'll tell Santa that we only need markers for for you. And then we'll be good. Yes. Santa, you call Santa. Awesome. 
Everything Zoe needs is with markers. Is markers eccentric? Okay, well, uh, as we, uh, you know, that, that's something we can we can talk about. So during the the two weeks off we're gonna have during the holidays, what do you want to do besides using markers? Playing with markers. Playing with markers. Okay, all right. I think we've gone pretty far with this markers thing. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's do our review. So uh, Zoe, we had three. It's not color review. Oh. It's called the marker you. Okay, Markaroo. Marker Hill, can you read the <laughs> Markaroo for this month? We've got three Markaroos. And okay. if you could do the marker do with the marker. marker, that'd be great. Marker? Okay. Marker. <laughs> Give me a number between one and three. Your random number between one and three is two. It worked. All right. Well, our yeah. second review comes Ew, in it's, um, from... It's, it's from Marker. Actually, it does start with an M. It's from M Crowder 65 who calls it a good, diverse podcast. All right. So you want to read this? I mean, Marker, <laughs> do you want to read this review? marker <laughs> A good, diverse podcast. I like that Andy has a lot of people from different backgrounds on his show. He's pretty good at giving information without being too overbearing, period, marker. (laughs) I love it. Thank you very much, M Crowder 65 I appreciate that. I do not have your email, so if you could send me an email at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com with a screenshot of the review and just let me know which book you'd like of the ones we read earlier, that would be great. We're going to be doing this again next month, my friend. So if you want to get a book all about look. financial empowerment and maybe a marker. Marker, yes. <laughs> yes. If you're gonna lucky. Be, we're going to be giving away different books next quarter. And those are going to be Own Your Future by Echo Huang, The Family Board Meeting by Jim Shields, and then 99 Minute Millionaire by Scott Allen Turner. So leave me a review in Apple, Apple Podcasts Podcast or, Stitcher or Stitcher and Marker. And you could do it with a marker. Just type in marker.org <laughs> slash hips.org and click it and then you can get some markers. Yeah, maybe. And then, uh, yeah, leave that review there. It's not really real, so nobody test that out. And then take a screenshot of the review and email me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com and that would be awesome. awesome. So thank you very much, Marker Hill, for being here. She is a hoot, everyone. Oh my God. For the last month of the year, I have an excellent lineup for you, everybody. December 14th, next Monday, we have cybersecurity expert Eric Cole. He's going to join us to help us keep our family's financial information safe online. And then the Monday after that, December 21st, we're going to be doing something extra cool and extra special. We're going to be bringing you best of marriage, kids, and money. And we're going to bring you one of our top episodes from 2018 featuring Jay Money of Budgets Are Sexy, formerly Budgets Are Sexy. And he's going to share how he tracked his net worth all the way from zero to a million and beyond. It's one of our most downloaded episodes from 2018. And then the Monday after that, December 28th, we're going to be doing our last episode of the year and we're going to share one of our best of from 2019. And that's an episode where I share how our family decreased our expenses by $20,000 per year, but we increased our fun by $10,000 a year. That is one of the most downloaded episodes as well from 2019. So I think you guys are really going to dig it if you have not listened to that one. I'm just excited to bring you a great month next month. So 
keep listening, enjoy what we've got coming. And oh, oh, I just surpassed 1000 subscribers on YouTube. That is a huge milestone. So I know I've been bringing that up for a while to subscribe. Thank you so much for those that subscribed. And if you haven't subscribed, go check it out. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash YouTube or youtube.com slash marriagekidsandmoney. Either way, it's kind of, you can flip them either way and you can still get there. (laughs) Go there, subscribe, check out the interviews, all the great things that we're doing on this podcast are also video. So you could see those on YouTube. So check them out. I appreciate any support you can do for me. Thank you. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Real change, enduring change happens one step at a time. Let's start taking those steps, everyone. Carpe diem. 